Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1018. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Keels and Wheels Concorde Elegance that takes place on May 5th and 6th at the beautiful Lakewood Yacht Club in Seabrook, Texas. You can learn more about this event and attending at keels-wheels.com. I try my very best to fix a little more than I break as I go along the way restoring my cars. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Frank Rubino. Hey, Frank, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Sure am, and looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Frank Rubino is an automotive enthusiast and a longtime car collector from Coral Gables, Florida. He's a former professional race car driver who drove in the IMSA series for 12-plus years. He raced GTU, and GTO, and then prototype cars and won the 24 Hours of Daytona in 1986. He's a federal and international criminal lawyer devoted solely to protecting the rights of accused and he's done that for over 30 years. His practice works on the defense of complex criminal cases in the federal and international courts, and Frank has offices in Houston and Miami. He's an avid annual supporter of the Keels and Wheels Concours and has displayed many of his automobiles on the lawn over the years. So, Frank, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Well, as you can appreciate, being a race car driver, cars were my life, and they were my life for over a dozen years. After I retired from racing and then started practicing law, I still couldn't get away from cars. Always wanted to be around them, always loved them, and had a love for antique cars. So I got into actually collecting and restoring antique cars And that's been going on now for over 25 years. I've been collecting and restoring antique cars and showing them at concourse events all over the country. You sound like you've had a pretty fun life. And you made quite a pivot there to go from racing to a criminal defense attorney. We're going to learn a lot more about that, I'm sure, as we go through the questions. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that has... Some great meaning for you, and perhaps has helped guide you through your career and your success as a race car driver as well. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on Cars, yeah? So, Frank, take the wheel. Well, my favorite quote is, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. (laughs) And my second favorite quote is, I try my very best to fix a little more than I break as I go along the way restoring my cars. (laughs) That's pretty funny. I like those. And, you know, there's some times in my past that I wish I had had that quote up on the wall in my garage when I endeavored to try to fix something that really wasn't broken and ended up making it worse in most cases. But uh, I think that's really, really clever. Is there a, a way that you can share how you've incorporated that into the success of your life? Restoring cars, I find, is therapy. I go to work, I come home, and I play in the garage every evening. And I do all the work on the cars myself, with the exception I don't do paint and body work. But I do all the mechanical work on the car. It's just such therapy and and so much fun and so enjoyable. Yeah, it certainly is. Nice way to escape the uh, 
challenges and stresses of a job, especially like yours, a very, very serious job. Well, let's go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment when you look back in your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy? Probably. Well, long before I got my driver's license, like every young teenager, you, you long to have a license, you long to have a car. And I've just, just had a love for automobiles as long as I can possibly remember. Always love them and just live for automobiles. Absolutely. I think a lot of my guests are that way. It's kind of like we're born with, with uh, motor oil in our veins or in our DNA, if you will. Well, let's take a look at some of the paths you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced. And you talk about your racing career. I mean, racing is fraught with ups and downs. You're a hero on the podium one day, and then you're a nobody the next. I mean, it's a huge challenge. But I'd love for you to talk about one of those big challenges or failures you faced and walk us through it and tell us, more importantly, what did that experience teach you so that you could move forward? Well, you mean in my racing career, obviously... One day case and the next day you roll the car up into a ball, into a tire mound. So it goes all different directions. But what you do learn is you can never give up. You've always got to keep your head down and charging ahead. And no matter how bad things are, you can always make them worse if you work hard enough. Or make them better if from worse if you work hard enough. Absolutely. Now, you won the Daytona 24 Hours. I mean, that's a very prestigious event. A lot of competition. Um, are there some experiences there you might share with us that uh, really taught you some valuable lessons from challenges in that race? Well, that's more than just one driver winning. There are three drivers and an entire pit crew and team, and it is the ultimate team effort because the mechanics have to put a car out on the tarmac that can win, and the driver has to make sure that he doesn't break it along the way or crash it, or burn it, or wreck it, or a million different things that he can do to jeopardize the win. And every every step of it is just so important, from putting the car on the track to every single pit stop. Uh, you, win or lo- you can win or lose a race at a pit stop. And it was just, it's the ultimate effort, joint effort, teamwork, that race is. As short races are different. I mean, the car gets out, it runs an hour, and that's it. But in a 24-hour race, everybody's got to be working together as a team to make everything pull together to win the race of that nature. When you raced GTU, GTO, and prototype cars, was there a favorite class that you liked driving? Oh, of course. I loved the prototypes best of all. But like any young driver, when I first started, I started in the lower class, which was GTU, which is at that time was under 2.5 liter. I raced a Mazda RX-7 for a couple of years. Then after mm-hmm. that, I raced a uh, Ferrari 512 Berlinetta Boxer. After that, I raced a Porsche 935. That was in what they called a GTX. That was before we got into the prototype cars. I raced a Porsche 935. And then I went over into the highest level and raced in the prototypes. And I raced, the last car I raced was a, what they call an Argo. These are all purpose-built race cars. Kind of look, right. like, look like spaceships. Oh, yeah. Not unlike what we saw at the Long Beach Grand Prix this past weekend uh, with some of the prototype race cars there. And, of course, the Indy cars running and then all the other classes. 
Now, you talked about a team effort. Did a lot of that translate over to your law firm when you started working in the law, that concept of teamwork? Absolutely, because, you know, as they say, no man's an island. You can't do it alone, and you don't win alone. You don't win anything alone. You win it by the support of your whole team, everybody working together with one goal in mind and trying to achieve it. No doubt in the very complex cases that you handle as well, right? Yes, sir. Sure. Absolutely. Cool. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum and talk about a a big career aha moment. Now, transitioning and pivoting from being a professional race car driver to a criminal defense attorney, that's a pretty big switch in lifestyle, a big switch in day-to-day, a big switch in everything. Is is that the big aha moment in your life that you said, okay, I'm going to stop this and now I'm going to go do that? Well, how it started was I had graduated law school and I got into amateur racing through SCCA, Sports Car Club of America. I was lucky. I had an aptitude for it, and I did quite well at it. And I won two regional championships, and I won a national championship. And after that, then I got hired by a professional racing team. And that started my career. So I put the law career on hold. While I went racing for over a dozen years. Well, that's a that's a long time to put that law degree on a shelf. I'm trying to imagine, uh, how are your parents about all of this? <laughs> well, put it this way. I had an awful lot of fun racing. <laughs> yes, no doubt. You no know, doubt. I, I often say that I'm glad I've done the things I've done. And I say, someday I'll be sitting on my rocking chair, an old man looking across at another old man in his rocking chair. And he'll say to me, I wish I had. And I'll look at him and smile and say, I'm glad I did. Yeah. You know, it, that's that's the takeaway valuable lesson I get from this. It's kind of the old shoulda, coulda, woulda. Words of a loser, as I say. If you have something you really want to do, and boy, when you're young, going racing, that's the time to try. Not when you're old and tired oh, and worn out. <laughs> that's for sure. No, it's not, it's, not for the, it's not for the old or the faint at heart. No, it certainly isn't, especially not professional racing. I mean, just the rigors of what cars do to you, your body just can't handle it. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back, way back in time, and talk about your first really special car. That first car that you got that either you worked really hard for, or maybe the first really special race car you jumped into, and maybe share a special memory you have about that vehicle. Well, to me, the the most special car was my first antique car. I remember the first car I ever owned was a 1947 DeSoto convertible that went from zero to 60 in about three minutes. But, <laughs> but to me, the most special car was my first antique car. I had always admired, actually coveted, the Jaguar XK120. and always thought that car was just a phenomenal car. And that was my first antique car acquisition. I was When I decided to get into collecting and restoring antique cars, that was where I just headed right to, was a Jaguar 120. And that was the car I first purchased, oh, 25 years ago, which got me started in car collecting. Wow. That's a gorgeous car. And of course, a lot of people raced those cars back in the day. Did you ever race that car or was that strictly for street? No, that was way before, well, racing was before my time. But when I got mine, no, mine was a... I made mine as perfect and as original as I could possibly make it as a concourse vehicle. Nice, nice. Now, I, it, I still have that car today. That was my next question to you. I'll, still good for you. <laughs> I'll never sell that car. That was my very first car. I'll never sell it. 
Wow. Well, you're a smart man because I've heard many a sorrow story here on Cars Yeah after a thousand and seventeen guests here of people that wish they had that first car. So you're a very wise guy. How about another car, though, that might bring a little seller's remorse? And let's take the equation of money off the table. I'm more interested in emotion. Is there a car that you've let go that you really wish you had back? Well, in my garage, I can hold between eight and ten cars, ten really crowded, but eight comfortably. So at any given time, I try to keep eight cars. So what will happen is I'll have shown a car, probably taken it to every concourse event on the planet. And now it's time to move it out to move something new in. So it always sort of breaks my heart to sell something. I'd like to keep them all. I can't do it financially, accumulate a thousand cars and can't do it in the garage, even if I could. So, you know, you move one out to bring another one in. Yeah, nice, nice. Well, let's talk a little bit about Concours events. And I know you've taken many of your cars to Concours events across the country, which is fantastic. I love it when people share their cars with others. It's so important. But I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your impressions of the Keels and Wheels Concours d'Elegance, because that's what we're supporting this week here on Cars. Yeah, Bob Fuller's been a guest on the show. He's the director of that event. I've had many great guests from that event on What are some things that you can share your impressions of why people should make a special trek there to the uh, Lakewood Yacht Club in Seabrook, Texas, to the Keels and Wheels Concours? Well, I think I could speak with a little bit of authority because I've been going to this event for well over 15 years. So it's not like like I've been there once and I I think I know something about it, okay? And I've got to tell you, it is an event that I will not miss no matter what. I absolutely love it. And I'll give you a a couple of reasons why I think it's so wonderful. One, the setting is just beautiful. As you arrive there at the Yacht Club, there's this beautiful winding path that sort of goes down a hill, very slight winding path. And all the cars are on each side of the path in the grass under these beautiful oak trees. And it's just a beautiful setting. As you get down to the bottom of the path, that's where the actual clubhouse is, swimming pool, and the marina. And then in the water all around the marina are all these beautiful antique wooden boats from Huckins to Chris Craft, just absolutely breathtaking wooden boats. The other thing I like so much about the event is it's a two-day event. It's not one of these rushed events that starts at 10 and ends at 3 and that's it. It's two full days. And it's just a very laid-back, enjoyable event with super high-quality vehicles. It sounds absolutely spectacular. And I'll remind our listeners, you can learn more about this at keels-wheels.com. Go to the website and check it out. And if you're going to be anywhere near Texas, or even if you're not, book a flight and go and visit this show because it's absolutely spectacular. Well, Frank, here's a very introspective question for you. If you were a vehicle... What kind of car would Frank be and why? Oh, if I could only be one vehicle, I would be a Ferrari 250 GTO. Oh, okay. And why is that? Uh, Well, that's pretty darn good. You're at the top of the heap, I think. What kind of attributes does a GTO have that you feel kind of align with the way you look at life? Well, the thing I like most about that car is not only does it look good, But, you know, it puts its money where its mouth is. It can go just as fast and just as good as it looks. You know, it's not not all show and no go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. 
Nicely put. Well, Frank, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, this is Mark Green. You know, I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school. That was way back in 1975. This month, I'm offering you, as a Cars Yeah listener, a very special deal. Starting April 16th, 2018, through April 30th, 2018, you'll receive 10% off all NOAA Fabric custom car covers and 10% off all Wolf ready-fit semi-custom covers. Simply use the code CARSYAP on checkout at Covercraft.com. NOAA is the most popular outdoor fabric specially made by Kimberly Clark to protect your special vehicle. It provides maximum protection from the harmful UV rays of the sun, Rain, dust, those nasty bird droppings, snow, dings, and it's breathable, and it's very soft on your paint. Wolf ready-fit semi-custom covers are an economical option and provide indoor and outdoor protection for your special car. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me later, and your car will thank me too. That's Covercraft.com, and be sure to use the code CARSYEAH at checkout. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Frank, we're back. We're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? To tag it and bag it when you're restoring a car. There's nothing worse than to have these parts and not know where they go. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I have some friends that do a lot of restoration. And one thing they do, too, is they take a lot of pictures using their cell phone. They even document some things video ways from how parts come off a car so they can remember how to put them back on a car. Uh, a lot more resources these days for uh, removing things off of cars. Because, yeah, it doesn't, at least for me, it doesn't take too many months before I start to go, wait a minute, where did this go? How does exactly. this go back on the car? What I like to say is that I, that I make my cars lighter because I have parts <laughs> left over. Very nicely said. That's a nice way to turn a lemon into a, a glass of lemonade. Very, very nice. Well, is there a personal habit that you feel you have that you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Well, I'm probably obsessive compulsive or I wouldn't be into restoring cars. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, attention to detail, too, is kind of important in law, right? Yeah, for sure. Obviously. Absolutely. Now, do you have a resource that you think our listeners would enjoy that you like? 
Well, when you say resource, what I've done over the years, I have a I call myself a parts changer because what I do is I disassemble a car and then I send the parts out to the four winds. I have all these resources I've accumulated over the years. A company restores wooden steering wheels. A company restores plastic steering wheels. A company that restores instruments. A company that resilvers headlights. And it's taken me years to accumulate all these sources or resources, if you will, to send everything out to these specialists to do their job, send it back to me, and then I reassemble the car. Well, given all these resources that you have, and difficult and time-wise, we can't list them all today, but what bit of advice might you offer people who are starting to restore cars and trying to resource all these great people and talented people, many of which have been guests here on Cars Yeah? What are some tips you might offer them so that they, too, could find some of these great resources? Well, obviously, since the advent of the Internet, it's made things so much easier than it was prior to the internet. 20 years, 25 years ago, it was really hard to find sources because you didn't have the internet to go to. Nowadays, it's right. really easy to just type a phrase in and Google it and then get 20 results out of it. Sure, exactly. You know, one thing a lot of my friends have told me is get involved with car clubs. If you're into Mustangs, Join the Mustang Club because there's going to be a lot of people there that will have some great guidance for resources. If you're into Packards or Rolls or Ferrari or Porsche, whatever it might be, uh, join a club because I found a lot of resources through club affiliations that are invaluable. Yes, I, I, I can see where that would be. Everybody has their niche. My niche, I collect European sports cars from the 30s and the 40s. That's my little niche market. But nice. they're French, they're Italian, and they're British, so I'm looking in all different directions. You like cars that are a challenge, I think. You pick cars that are that old and from those countries. Uh, certainly beautiful, beautiful automobiles, but cars that need a lot of TLC to keep them running well, that's for sure. If I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? I would say that would probably be Mario Andretti, who's my biggest, he's my hero. Nice. I would love to have Mario on this show. I'm going to get him one of these days. He's a very busy guy, even in a long-term retirement. But uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I'll see what I can do and we can both sit down and talk to him. How's that sound? Absolutely. Very nice. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners should read as well? You know, I can't say that I've read anything lately that would be of significance. No worries. That's fine. I'll remind our listeners that you can find links to all these great resources on Frank's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Frank Rubino, R-U-B-I-N-O, and all those links will be right there. All right, Frank, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question, well, it can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to make you get rid of all your cars, and I'm going to tell you that the new rule is you can only have one car in your garage. But you know what? It can be any car in the world because I'm going to buy it for you today. But I want you to enjoy it. I want you to drive it. And you can't sell it to buy back all those cars with. So it's a keeper. What's that car going to be? And more importantly, why? Probably a mid-30s Talbo Lago teardrop. That, to me, is one of the most elegant cars ever made. Not quite the competition brute that the 250 GTO Ferrari would be, but just a car of, of 
style and grace and elegance, and still a fairly powerful and good performing car, but just so elegant. Uh, yes, uh, most definitely. So you're talking maybe like a T-150C or something of that era, that class? Yes, that teardrop Talbo logo design. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I think I'm going to have to call Peter Mullen. He's been a guest on the show and see what he's got for you. I'm sure he's got one of those in his beautiful museum that maybe he'd let me uh, bring over to you there in Florida. I- I'm just hoping he let- would let me drive it across the country. Wouldn't that be a road trip? Wouldn't that be great? That would be pretty spectacular. You know, I think you're the first guy to choose that vehicle, too, which I'm kind of surprised. You know, there's so many beautiful cars these days. And you kind of you kind of surprised me, Frank. Being a racer and kind of sports cars, you know, that car is kind of not really known as being a, I guess you could say it's a 30 sports car, but not terribly fast, really more like a jewel. But just so elegant, just the height of elegance. Yeah, yeah. Be still my heart. Well, well, Frank, you've taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah audience. Is there a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us before you drive off into the sunset in that Tabo Lago? Don't miss keels and wheels. It, to me, I go to eight or ten Concours events a year, and keels and wheels is at the top of my list. And I just wouldn't miss it for anything, and I just highly recommend it to everybody for just a wonderful way to spend a Saturday or Sunday. Ah, uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. And is there a way that our listeners can learn more about you? Well, they can always go to my website, which is easy enough, frankrubino.com. There you go. Well, listeners, I'll make sure we have links to all of these great references on Frank's show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Frank Rubino into the search bar and his page will pop right up. And again, be sure to try to attend the Keels and Wheels Concord Elegance. It takes place on May 5th and 6th at the spectacular Lakewood Yacht Club in Seabrook, Texas. If you want to learn more, just go to keels-wheels.com. Frank, thanks for calling in today and for being so generous with your time, your experience, and sharing wonderful stories with us. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Keels and Wheels Concours de Elegance. Thank you very much for having me. It's been my pleasure being here. Pleasure's all mine. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.